Cuddy cast. I am Arisato. Uh, I do not think that Arian will be here for this podcast unless he decides to join in at some random point because this is going to be uh, sort of a special episode. I don't actually know when this one will be uploaded. Um, just to date this, this is recorded on May 2nd, 2019. But, um, you know, I don't quite know when this episode is going to come out. We'll probably put it at least out after the first song. Uh, after in my dreams after we dissect that song but i think it'd be nice to have an interview episode because i told a couple people that i'd interview them and i think that it would be worthwhile and so we have our first interview guest you can introduce yourself hi uh my name's nick uh i'm good friends with uh Arisato. thanks for having me on this it's really You're welcome cool. Uh, I don't know what to say to introduce myself more than, you know, I'm well, a kid in New York. Uh, I'm in college. I I, I want to do many things, but for now, I'm pursuing mainly music and fashion. And uh, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty big Kid Cudi fan myself, so that's why we're here today. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious. So, like, uh, do you want to tell the audience anything about what you're working on or what you're doing? I guess. Uh. Well, to to lightly explain it beforehand, so it makes sense as to why I'm doing this specifically for now. Uh, when when I was doing music before, and as you know, like I've been <laughs> yeah. doing like music for a decent amount of time, but I've not put a single thing out. I've scrapped like two Three EPs, albums. yeah, like two EPs, and then one full on like mixtape that I was trying to promote, and it was literally almost done with finishing. Yeah, you had all the artwork too, if I remember. Yeah. And and but but the thing with me is is that my vibe changes so quickly that if I don't feel something, I don't want to commit to it. And back I still then, wish you put that out. I I do too. Hopefully, if I can fix my computer, that, that's like a different thing. But if I can fix that and get some of those things back, just work on it, develop it, I'd love to as well. But to get back on track, um, I was trying too hard when I was making like music and just trying to gather ideas and just do stuff you know so i took like a little month and a half two month break i came back now there's this really Mm -hmm. talented dude by the name of adam acosta if you don't know who he is you should definitely look him up he's an amazing singer and we're currently working on a little like joint ep short mixtape thing going on and it's going to be both of our real like introductions to the game and music and what we've got to showcase and stuff so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I still am curious to see what will come out of that, obviously. Like, I know we're going a little bit, you know, away from the main topic of the episode, but, uh, you know, it's good to have a little bit of banter in these episodes. 
but genuinely, yeah. I am curious to see where that little project will go. You know, I, Shit, I am too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, you know, at least if you never put out those original like mixtape or whatever that you scrapped, I would still like mm-hmm. to hear it on my own time. Um, yeah. By the way, you can always get, you know, if there's any instrumentals you like of mine, I'm always willing to send you the flak files for it. Oh yeah, of course. Like, yeah, because like, because you and I are always going back and forth with blah blah. blah yeah, blah. like I, I still need to figure out freaking. FL Studio because I've I, I pretty much have not touched production and anything in like a little while because you know uh, I'm coming to the end of school and everything and so it's like I got a lot of shit that I got to do you know and I got to spend time with my significant other got you know, I got to write and then you know I got to play games like I'm playing through Metal Gear Solid One right now pretty good Ooh, actually Metal Gear you know I love yeah. yo I actually have a friend who makes clothing he's making yeah. an entire collection based off of the Metal Gear Solid series it's like really really. Dope. Yeah, after uh, after this, I'll send you like some screenshots, or I'll, or I'll send you his Instagram. Okay. I don't know the exact at, but once this is done, I'll show it to you. He's like really dope. Okay. He, he he has like tattoos of Metal Gear and like oh, other stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'm actually really curious about that because I'm playing through the first game and I want to go through the rest of the series. I, I I love this series. The 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 first three are like undoubtable classics. Four and five people are still off about. My personal favorite is still four, but. I, you know, I'll let's, I'll get back to you on that when I'm, you yeah. know, a little more uh, burst in it. You know, I bought like Peace Walker a long time ago when I was younger yeah. mm-hmm. on the Xbox, and I played it for like a little bit. Okay, so I used to have like an Xbox 360 in my dad's house, right? And I was yeah. like 15 or whatever. And like, first of all, like my parents would let me play rated M games until I was like 15, 16. No, I must have been 15, 14 or 13 when I bought the game. I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah. But, like, they didn't let me play rated M games. So, like, this was the only rated T for T that was on there. So, anyways, I bought it with a gift card or something. And I Mm -hmm. played it for a little bit. And I kind of had fun. But I wasn't really that good at it. And then I just, Mm -hmm. like, stopped playing. Like, I think I beat, like, the first boss or something in it. I don't remember. You know, and I kind of just bounced back for some reason. And I wish I didn't. But at the same point, I can still kind of enjoy it now. So, you know, it's not that big a deal. Like, yeah, honestly, like, Kojima's, like, like an insane creator when it comes like i'm I'm still insanely stoked for death stranding like that's another game he's making and yeah even, i know about that he was working with uh guillermo del toro to make that uh i i i forget what was it a silent hill game but like the the, the teaser came out and it was called pt and yeah. like that that demo alone was like better than so many horror games i ever touched and i'm sad well, that that, that game, game got scrapped out. Yeah, yeah, that's so unfortunate. Like, like it would have been like the perfect revival for Silent Hill. It would have that that demo alone was like there. There yeah. hasn't been, in my opinion, a good horror game or good horror movies in such a long time. Well, no, no. What about Resident Evil Seven? Games. Yeah. Se- wait, seven, seven. You mean Biohazard, right? Yeah, that one. Uh, well, it's it, pretty good, at least. No, no, yeah, it it is a good game overall, but yeah. like to me personally, and I'm speaking for myself, of course, mm-hmm. like just the the way it came off compared to the older Resident Evil series, it mm. it didn't feel as much as like a real in depth horror game like the others, you know, like take yeah. take the remake of Resident Evil Two for example and compare that to Seven. Which one of those two felt like a real horror game? Probably Resident Evil Two. Yeah. And that remake was amazing, as like alone too. Like the yeah, game yeah. looks so much better, feels so much better. 
that that's me though you know everyone's different but that's just true me. true you know honestly one of my my <clears throat> and you know i think it's okay that we have some of this conversation because like you know like honestly if i just went down the fucking list of questions it kind of get boring you know it's like let's read off the script here but anyways honestly <laughs> one of my fa- most favorite like horror game series is honestly the fatal frame series weirdly enough that's that's a classic series right there that's pr- that's probably one of the best if not yeah. the best horror series like nobody talks about it but i love it yeah no one really does it's just, it's it's Uh-oh. interesting i find that japanese games are a little more entertaining to me sometimes like you know as much as you know i don't want to come off as a weeaboo here but like yeah. yeah i really do like you know like obviously i love the dark Souls series i still got sekiro sitting over there but i'm gonna get through freaking metal gear series a little bit before oh. i get into that because like that game is going to take so much of my time that I'm not going to have time to play the Metal Gear series. Yeah. Thank God that the Metal Gear series is like more linear games, so they're like eight hours mm-hmm. each. You know. Yeah. Like well, I just it, be I just no go ahead. No, I was going to say in terms of time and what you're doing, if you wanted to, you could finish like one of those Metal Gear games and then hop oh. on to Sekiro because because yeah. uh, it's it's not that long really. Like for for a first playthrough, it'll take you know, maybe a few days to beat it. But That's after it? that, if you like replay it and try to get the other endings and stuff like that, it's yeah. like a breeze. Like it's, it's not that long, but. Oh overall, yeah. I always forget. Like that Dark, I kind of forget the dark souls games aren't actually that long because I always factor in all the PVP time that I've spent. Yeah. I'll, okay. And, maybe and, I'm thinking, I think but, what I confused it with is I confused it with Neo, which took a very long time to beat. Yeah, Neo was a decent, decently long, decently sized yeah. game. Like really long. Like I, I remember seeing it so many, so much time into that game. It's not even funny. <laughs> also, I got a couple of other games that I need to sit over there. Like I got the Bioshock trilogy. I got Nier Automata. I got Shadow of the Colossus, which I bought the day it came out, and I got like the tin, the tin, like the steelbook thing. Like I played a little bit of. I beat the first boss, but like I dropped it afterwards to play something else. I got Okami HD. Like, I'm like, I actually dropped that game so I could play Metal Gear Solid 1. Like, I was kind of close to finishing the end, but I'm like, I can't handle this anymore. I want to play this game so badly. Yeah. Yeah. I've got Fallout 76, which I'm not touching again. I played it for, like, a little bit, and then I'm like, no, I don't think so. Fallout 76 was the first time I completely regret paying a full $60 for a game. I was so disappointed. Yeah, how do you think I feel, dude? I'm like, it can't be that bad. And then I got it. And I'm like, wow, it really was that bad. You know, it's funny, too, because I had a friend who loves the Fallout series, right? Uh And I was telling him before it came out, like, dude, this game looks like it's going to bomb so hard. And he was like, you know what, man? I got fate. The Fallout games are always fun. And then when it came down to buying it, because it was like a day or two before it came out. So I decided I was Hmm. deciding whether or not to pre-order it. And I gave in because I was like, you know what? The games are fun. It has multiplayer. So I thought I'd give it a shot. My mm-hmm. friend who said he loves the series didn't even buy the game himself. And then afterwards, he had to like hear me complain about it, and he was like, you know, it's a good thing I didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. I want to return that fucking game, but I know that GameStop will not give me shit for that. You, dude, like, you're I, lucky, because like, I bought it, I downloaded it off my PlayStation, so I literally... Oh, yeah, I like, got a disc copy. I should have returned it. <laughs> I should have returned it like when I got it. Like I, I, I think the receipt's still in there. I should have kept the receipt, and I should have returned it. Um, speaking of return of it, uh, returning it, have you seen that clip of someone who tried to return the game, and the yeah. game was giving them like two cents for it? Well, not not literally, but you know what I mean. And, yeah. Like he was so mad, he like walked out the store and like 
threw down half the shit in the GameStop. You ever seen that video? Yep, yep, yep. I saw that. <laughs> oh my god, dude! And then I've got like, uh, I've got I, I got Final Fantasy Seven and I got Final Fantasy like ten and ten two or whatever. I've not mm-hmm. touched. I played Final Fantasy Seven for like a like an hour or two maybe, and I kind of just dropped it again. Like I need to play through them. I just don't seem to have the time. You know what, man? Find the time, dude. Out of dude, all yeah, those, I gotta, dude, at Death least I got summer Metal Gear first. Those Metal Gear and those FromSoft games, get those out the way first. Yeah, I need to get those out of the way, and then everything else can fall into place. Yeah. Yep. You got to get the best uh, game out the way first, like you need. Yeah, to. no doubt. <coughs> Anyways, so um, I guess we'll get a more a little more on the topic. By the way, Arian is probably joining in too, so we can we can both have a little fun here. Yeah, all sure. three of us, and so. Okay, so I'm curious. What? How did you get into Kid Cudi? Like, how did you find his music out? Uh, well, I was definitely a kid. I was like maybe start of middle school, maybe a little bit after. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't even the original Day and Night that got my attention when I was a kid. It was the remix. It was the remix. I do you remember that music that video when they're like dancing in the store or whatever? Uh huh. I forgot which which exact remix it was. I, I I could be wrong. It was it was it Steve Aoki or was it like someone else? No, I think Steve Aoki is the uh, Pursuit of Happiness. I think it's the Crookers remix. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, and that was the remix that really got my attention for it. And after that, pretty much, you know, he's been putting out music. I never followed his music like that fully, mm-hmm. but it was once I saw the music video for Mojo So Dope when I was younger and I was on YouTube, mm-hmm. like. Just the little intro to that music video to me is like a classic when he's like talking to his girl on the phone or his wife and he hits the button and he's like coughing like he's dying <laughs> and then it just transitions into the song. I love that little intro. Dude, yeah. I think most people will say that day and night. Like I remember I was in middle school and I listened to that song a little bit and like I even heard it before that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I heard the song before that and I'm like, huh. You know, I didn't really understand it. Because I was kind of a kid, and I remember I used to think of Kid Cudi as like this, like the weed rapper, like Wiz Khalifa. And then I yeah. finally actually listened to it, and I'm like, "Holy shit, he's not actually the weed rapper." My bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like the same way a little bit. And then like you oh, get into oh. his music, and you realize he's into like all different types of shit, and he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't on that set groove that other rappers were on, and it was like good for the time being, and it still is because you know he still does his same thing. So mm-hmm. you know. So Cuddy's. I don't know. Do you have Do you have any other story from uh, Kid Cudi, like his finding his music and whatnot? Um, stories. I don't know. I, 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 not really. I would say though that he definitely is one of my top overall like favorite artists. Like amongst my top three, he's one of those. My my personal top three artists are Kanye West, Kid Cudi, and Travis Scott. No specific order. If it wasn't for those three artists, I wouldn't be making music and stuff like that. You know, I'd almost agree with you on top three artists. Like, I, I feel like Kid Cudi and Kanye are up there. It's just that third spot that kind of wavers. Like, yeah, you know, like uh, you know, Travis Scott is really good, but I haven't really listened to him that much in a little while. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, I love Frank Ocean. I love The Weeknd. I love, you know, all the other kind of basic bitch rap star answers. But like, uh, I'd almost throw in like a wild card answer in there. Um, like David Bowie, I really do like. Like I haven't listened to him in a little while, but God, I love Bowie. Shit, man, I haven't. Damn, I haven't listened to him in so long myself. That's I, a good yeah, spot. I to, 
Yeah, that's a good like, third choice. Yeah, like Black Star is so good. It, it's it is it's really underrated. Funny enough, being the album that was released after he passed away. I know you think that of all his albums would be like one that would be like very well known, but yeah, I, I definitely I, looked at more, but. I almost feel like it's his best, and sometimes, and that's mostly the strength of just. I really love Dollar Days, and then you know, like Lazarus, and the yeah, title track. Oh boy. Yeah, but you know, you know what? At the end of the day, everyone's different. Some people like it, some people don't. It's whatever. But at the yeah, end of the day, true. you know, he was an amazing artist. He passed away. That album was awesome. It what not was it? It is awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was dope. Definitely yeah. left a shit ton of inspiration down the path. Like, I, I've heard people say, and, you know, take this with a grain of salt, I guess, because of mm-hmm. how people interpret things. People say, like, Uzi Vert is like the modern-day David Bowie, in a <laughs> sense, because of the way he's trying to bring back glam. That's what okay, I, I can see that. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. But in terms of sonics and music, no. But in terms Fuck of no. presentation and style, yes. That I like I, I can maybe see Kanye being the modern day uh, like David Bowie in terms of uh, sound wise, you know, in terms <laughs> of different sound. But that's about that's the only like modern artist I can think of that kind of makes so many innovative sounds and changes their sound up. It's like it's like I would be that guy who just says Kanye is Kanye, but you know what? It's whatever. I I, I I do agree with like the approach that they both taking with the music and like their distinct mm-hmm. sounds and like their uniqueness and stuff like that. I agree, mm-hmm. but you know everyone's different. Yeah, no, I see, I hear you. Also, another honorary third spot would also go to Pink Floyd. I love them so much. I even saw this mm-hmm. cover band one time, and I got a poster where they they I got all their signatures too. It's somewhere Where's in my room. Name? Yeah, like all the, like the room. cover band. The cover band signatures. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> I no. If I had that, dude, I'd sell that for my college tuition. <laughs> dude, same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel you, man. Oh, but they're. I don't even need to say anything about Pink Floyd. They're just, you know, like uh, Kid Cudi's a huge Pink Floyd fan too. He's got like the wall, like the wall. If you look at the wall's like album cover where it says pink, like in mm-hmm. that font. That's what he has tattooed on his, I believe, right hand. Yeah. And, and there was a song. Uh, Goodbye. That samples the mm-hmm. song Goodbye from the Wall. Those, so like, those we, drums in that song, man. Oh, my God. The song true. is so dope. Did you know there's this uh, song that was like only in the movie, and it was like cut from the wall, and it's called uh, it, uh, What Shall We Do Now? It's like, it's, like, it's like Empty Spaces Part 2, almost. Like, it literally I, uses the same... I haven't heard that, no. Yeah, go listen to that sometime. I'm going to listen to that after this. Like, shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know a bunch of little trivia about them. Like, every time I'm into an artist, I look up so much shit about them. Like, I used to love Megadeth and Metallica. Man. I haven't listened to them in a decent time myself. Oh, God. I haven't listened to them since I was, like, 16, 17. <laughs> I mean, I'm 18 now, so it's not that long ago, but, like, it's yeah. a long time in terms of teenage years. Mm-hmm. No um, anyways, so what would you say your favorite Kid Cudi album is? Hmm. I'd I'd say for now, it's it's pretty high up for me personally. Man on the Moon too. I would agree with you. Yeah, just because of like you know, it's just the vibe it gave off and the sound, and for the time being in my life, it was like super super relatable. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like just looking into a mirror and shit and just like I don't know. It was it was like really good for the time. And it and it also has one of my overall favorite Cuddy songs as well, which is Mojo So Dope. So that's why it's up there for me. It's really good. You know, every time I listen to Mr. Rager, I don't know what it is. So like whenever I listen to an album, I always imagine this place or something or feeling that it gives me, like of where it's at. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So Man on the Moon 2 almost reminds me of like a classroom, like an old classroom or like an old school building. Like, I don't know why, but it gives me this like feeling of like being in an old school building or an old classroom. Like with like wood grain and like, you know, uh, like a chalkboard and like this old, like this, this, it gives me this certain smell almost too. Like not like it doesn't give me a smell necessarily, but it gives me this weird feeling that I can't describe. And then, like, made on. No, go if ahead. If I had to like describe it in a visual sense, I definitely not in the sense of a school, but more like a hallway. And okay, it's like I a could super see that. Dark hallway that you're walking down, and you're tripping balls as you walk down. And there's certain spots of light that just emit from certain spots, and you get like a visual of what each song is through the path down that hallway from beginning uh-huh. to end. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I and I kind of see it. That's how I would say it personally for now. Yeah, but. well, it's kind of like the drums and erase me. I, like I, every when I visualize it, I feel like the drums every time they're hit, like dust comes off them. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, just just like the same way in the video, like the the, the yeah the, yeah the, yeah yeah yeah. That's cool. I don't know. And then I, I'll just go through a little few more. Like P- Passion Pain and Demon Slaying almost you know, sounds like to me like it's in this weird void or something, like in this space, like like outer space or something. Like, especially with the synth sounds that it has on so many of the songs, especially mm-hmm. something like Baptized in Fire or something like uh, Swim in the Light. Like, it's just this weird space. I don't know. I don't I quite know how to that. describe it. Yeah. I don't know. For me, though, like, because since the beginning, because of the way, like, Cuddy structures his albums, mm-hmm. I've always looked at them as, like, a multi-part journey or like a multi-part trip in a sense mm-hmm. but like from the way it starts it's more of like you got frequency and it starts mm-hmm. out in like an open space the same way like the video goes he's like in a jungle in the dark and it's like super ambient chill lighting and shit yeah and you go further down to like a uh a by design where it feels open still and then it cuts down to like a rose gold kitchen mature nature whatever where it's more closed off and stuff like that and it's more like condensed and into himself more mm-hmm. and then after that it feels like it's really like him in a ball of his own mind and shit and then that visualization is just another trip the same way i tried to say it before with man on the moon too that's just how i see it though you but, know, but I, I definitely have to re-listen to it and get a better picture and feel of it and then individual songs will give me like these you know images in my head or whatever sometimes too like by design just reminds me of this tropical you know place and then like you get all in with like the water and stuff and then i visualize like the you know like beach or something and then you get over to like the guide obviously reminds me of like a hallway or something it kind of reminds me like the green mile you know what song i was actually sad didn't make the album what love Love was actually cut off of uh, Satellite Flight. Really? You know yeah, seriously. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it, it was going to make, excuse me, nope. I thought it was going to make Passion, Pain, and Demon's Lane because of the time it came out. Because 
didn't it come out close to All In? Like, didn't those two songs come out like around the same time? I think you're thinking of Goodbye. If I remember correctly, Love came out sometime around Speeding Bullet to Heaven, but I could be wrong. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I do too. Let me look that up. I feel like you're right, though. Yeah. Let me look that up. I'm actually curious. Kid Cudi, Love, Genius. Genius should tell us. Okay, Love. It was uh, March 3rd. March 3rd, 2015. Yeah, so I that believe. was around being well to time. Yep. Yeah, and according to Scott, the song was cut from Satellite Flight. Hmm. So, yeah, because if, if you remember, um, like, he said that he was going to put it on a physical, like, a physical copy as a bonus track. Like, he was going to put mm-hmm. bonus tracks on physical copies that he said, which he never did. But I believe Love was cut from it in some kind of remix of Day and Night or something. I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah, fun fact of the day. Shit, man. You learn something new every day. I still wish you put that song on streaming. Just if only so I can get it in a higher quality. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because the production's so good, but you wouldn't know it. Yeah, exactly. It would have been so nice to have it there. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's the artist's decision. However, they curate and put their things together. So Yeah, true. Yeah. But they're wrong. <laughs> He's Where like, the fuck, fuck is you know it should have been this way, goddammit. <laughs> Where the fuck is so help me God? Man. We don't talk about that, alright? We just yeah, we, don't. we just we just reminisce, alright? Yeah, we th- we also where's the uh, original version of uh uh what it, I wanna call it can't look in my eyes, but that's the original version. Too bad I have to destroy you now. Yeah. That would have been nice. Yeah. Well I love the song, you know, like the the demo thing, but if it was in like if we had like a fully fleshed out Kanye verse and it was had a higher production value, oh my god, that song would be like one, number one. Like as much as I like Too Bad I Have to Destroy You Now, I don't mm. feel like it can capture the same energy as the original has for me. Like it's so high energy and it has those Michael Jackson ad libs. Yeah. You know what song I think would have been amazing if it actually was like made and came out? But apparently Travis Scott was supposed to be featured on fire off of Kids See Ghost. Yeah, I always I wonder thought, about that. I thought that would have been insane. That that would have been like the ultimate track. That that would have been my Ooh. flat out favorite track. Those are my three favorite artists on one track. If that came out, but, well, but he, it didn't come out because he was working on Astro World and he didn't yeah, want to get apart from that. No, no, I think he put in his verse too late. That's what it was. Uh, but I wish they would have updated the album or something. You know, I, honestly, weirdly enough, I feel like Travis Scott almost wouldn't even fit on that song like i was listening to it earlier and i feel like you'd fit a little bit better on like kids see ghosts but that's just me you know listening to fire i was listening to it and i'm like you know this beat if i heard it on its own without any vocals i would definitely wouldn't think of kanye or cuddy that's true but you know i i personally i personally think he'd fit it's more of like the vibe he's been giving off recently like for yeah, travis true. like he's been giving off more of like a dark like menacing like in your face i'm at the top of the game vibe and i feel I like beat and the vibe that fire gave off of especially with what he was doing after i feel like he could have fit on it i don't know i don't feel like he's being that dark and menacing like i feel he's definitely being more like top of the world type shit like kind of like think like Starboy, the weekend yeah. type like i don't know like i feel like his dark and menacing stuff was a little more during like rodeo times Oh no no yeah of course I I, I was like slightly exaggerating because okay, like yeah okay I could see you've that. got like snippets like love it man and like uh 
Black Mass, which never came out, and uh, sadly, he has I I think one more song with Charlie Heat that never came out. I don't remember. God, yo, I, Char- Char- Charlie Heat's such an such an amazing producer. I just had to put mm-hmm, that. In. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's like. No super doubt. I do yeah, feel like I, Travis. Okay, like I remember before Astroworld came out, Travis Scott, like you know, there was all these freaking snippets and stuff just floating around, and. I remember I thought like Astroworld is going to be like this really dark carnival type sound. Like think like mm-hmm. Forgive Me, you know, like if you listen to the song, I thought it was going to be like kind of dark like that. But then it came out and it wasn't really dark at all. Like it was definitely a lot more lighter. And I'm not really complaining that much, but it's kind of, you know. Yeah. All right. So, so, so here's where my Travis Scott stand knowledge kicks in. Yeah. But, uh, for forgive me was actually cut off of birds in the trap. Yes, it was. No, no, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not no, I knew that and I know like yeah. the curse too, you know. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, my ex best friend was cut off of rodeo. rodeo. And I know I know all that stuff. I'm just saying, like I was thinking more of a sound like that was gonna come off and then something like left cheek, right cheek, you know? Like mm-hmm. that. Like I used to have like this days before Astro World type like little fan made uh yeah, mixtape I mean, thing that I yeah, made. That too. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Like, I, I kind of put, like, new tracks on there as, as they came out. So it wasn't, like, entirely just the one that you could download from Reddit. But I remember, like, definitely listening to that, and I'm like, damn, this, this album's going to be so dark. And then none <laughs> of the snippets came out at all. None of them. Except for Rerun. But that wasn't even on his own album. Yeah, Rerun was on Quavo's. I, yeah. I remember, like, when I heard that snippet alone of Stargazing, when I heard it on his Snapchat for the first time, I was like... I True. just fell in love with that shit immediately. Yeah, like, I remember. I, it was so no, go good. Ahead. No, yeah, I, I remember. I remember listening to Stargazing like when he was played it live at Rolling Loud, I think, and it was yeah. so good. And then I remember he played it in like, or when he put out the trailer, that was like one of the most insanely hyped moments of my life. But I remember he put out that trailer, and um, and he like I remember listening to that like that little trailer like quite a few times. Man, I, I don't think an album release has ever got me that hype, dude. Like when that album came out, I had my uh, Audio Technicas, my over ear headphones on, yeah, and I like I, I just had that shit on repeat for like a good week. I, I think three or no, no, no. Like in the first night, like listening to it, I re-listened to it like about three or four times, and I, I listened was in to the it room just like pitch black, just like going crazy to that shit. And I was like, this album is amazing. I listened through like twice. I remember like the first night and then the week I just listened to it nonstop. Man. That oh, like man. that like to to me, the reason why Travis is in my top three and I've been like re listening to like the album and noticing it, is that yeah. he he's like the one thing he took from Kanye or the one note he took from Kanye is being able to curate your ideas and put them together in such a great way. Like to, like just the intro alone with stargazing. It it could yeah. just be me overlooking it, but if you literally listen to the way the first half of Stargazing comes in, the hi hats literally sound like a roller coaster going up on the track. The the snare choices that are used and the way it's layered literally sounds like the crack of a firecracker, and like mm-hmm. just like certain things. And then it trans and then like the beat transition sounds like you're going down a roller coaster into like a trippy ass like vortex and then like the album takes a whole twist and turns and shit and he turns like of, of course it's given you know it's astral world it's an album it's gonna sound like an amusement park but he did such a good job with it yeah and, like, that's... That, that's definitely the best 
note he's taken from Kanye is the fact that he's able to curate his ideas and put them all together so well. Yeah. It, it, it's super fun in my opinion. People talk about production kind of sounding like things all the time, like, you know, like sounding like this or that. You, mm-hmm. you know, one of the few times I can really think of where I've definitely felt like a track sounded like something was honestly on site off of Yeezus. That fucking, Ooh. dude, oh my God, dude. That fucking, <laughs> that song, it sounds like, it sounds like the radar blip on like a submarine or something. It just sounds like, like it's a, like missiles are about to fucking kill something. Like, Yo, it does, right? Yeah, that's it what it sounds like to you every time. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyways, so I'll kind of get more on the topic again. So yeah. obviously you said your favorite song was uh, Mojo So Dope, but why is it your favorite song? Um, From Cuddy. You know, as of recent, it's just been more of like, uh, you know, the vibe it gives off. Because, you know, as of recent, I've been more not not to sound like someone who's like woke and shit, but I've more been like more or less trying to like find myself and just understand shit and just mm-hmm. understand the world and like life and how certain things coincide with one another. And just the vibe the song gives off. It's like the perfect vibe to me. It's like <laughs> super chill. It's super like into myself. I'm okay with myself. I'm doing what I do. I love what I do. You know, the the video definitely it's 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 not even like a great video by any means in music video like history or terminology. Mm-hmm. But it's like it, it's a nice, chill, you know, funny, relaxing video as well. And just overall I feel like um although you could say other songs definitely give off a better uh, perception of who Cuddy is through his music. I feel like Mojo So Dope is one of those songs that you can listen to, see that video, and just get an idea of who he is right there. I, I hear you. You know, I I like Mojo So Dope, but I, honestly, like another underrated choice from that album is kind of like the mood. I really do like that song that too. too. But I don't know. Yeah. I've never quite liked Mojo So Dope that much. I guess like I've liked it. Obviously, I've just never quite. I, I've never said it was my favorite song or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to choose, you know, and I. I kind of do the same thing as you. Like I, I tend to think a lot about the world and everything because I, I honestly do it like every day, like nonstop. And so I think from that album alone, if I had to choose a song to kind of fit that sort of um, wanderlust mood, if that's the word I want to use here, yeah. Um, I feel like Mister Razor kind of gives me that that sort of understanding of people to let me further develop my understanding of people. That makes sense. Like that's that's kind of like, why. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like his album so much is because they kind of allow me to look into the mind of somebody who, you know, isn't quite okay. You know, who somebody who struggled with things and gotten through them or something like that. It's because it kind of lets me understand the mindset of somebody like that. Yeah, you know, and yeah, like I think Mister Raider is like literally the perfect one for that because the song mm-hmm. is based off of you know him tripping and feeling like he was dying. You know. Yeah. Or- or no, wait. What? What was it? Him almost ODing, or was yes, it? Yes, that's him? correct. Yeah, and so like it's it's more of that epiphany state, you know, with that song specifically, and like as the mm-hmm. project goes on in that context alone, and um, you know, it it works out, and that representation and how you put those two together, it's it makes sense, and, and, and it's true. So <laughs> I, gonna, I agree with that as well. Okay, I'm gonna say this is a little controversial, but you want to know what my I think my favorite Cuddy song is actually, what? the end. I love that song so much. Yeah, off of that album. Off of Mr. Rager. Like, I don't know. Something about that song is just so 
perfect to me. I don't know. Like every single verse on there is like pitch perfect. I like that song too. It it definitely has a nice vibe to it. It's super super chill. Yeah, but it's like it's not quite chill. I'd more say it's just kind of it's got this laid back beat, but it's so stressful. I think it's so it's much more accepting of somebody's fate. You know, like it's kind of just so sad. You know, and I think that's what it's so. What's the term I'm trying to go for here? It's got like this bittersweet dramatic feeling to it uh like it's like a tragedy it's tragic that's the word i'm looking for it's a tragic oh, yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like it's like it's like you listen to all the tracks and they're trying to sound good but they're so worrying like you know what i mean like listening to um you know chips he's literally talking about how he he almost died and you know he had to actually shoot somebody because they tricked him and it's so kind of tragic you know and then you listen to Cuddy's, and he's he's kind of like going off about you know all this kind of cool stuff. But when you listen to it, it's really sad. Like you know, he's talking about how he has to buy weed from somebody else because the other guy died, and then he only feels okay when his girlfriend is with him, basically. Yeah, and it's yeah. so it's like it's so cool that he's a lot like he can sound cool, but he's so vulnerable at the same time. It's like this dramatic yeah. irony. You know, I, I wanted to follow that up with something immediately, but I just couldn't find the way to word it. But you're fine. It's like overall, um, uh, I don't I don't know how to say it, and I don't want to sit on it too long and just leave blank space here. But but I agree with you. I feel I you. like I, I I agree with you heavily on that. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So okay. So I guess I'll ask something weird that's not really cutty related. But what's your favorite video game? Damn. That's hard because, yeah, I fucking love that. That that game's fucking phenomenal. But I wouldn't say that. I, I'd say that's my favorite. Yeah, FromSoft is phenomenal. Shout out Miyazaki overall. He's like an insane game director and overall creator. But um, funny enough, I think, as, as weird as it might come off as, I think one of my favorite games I've ever played to date and it's not an official yeah. answer, but one of my favorite games of all okay. time would definitely be The Wolf Among Us. From um, really? yeah, huh. yeah. Tell I was tale. so excited for part two. I was so excited, and then I realized that they were like canceling a bunch of stuff because something happened at like the studio. Oh, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was so sad when I heard that. I was as sad as when um the the Silent Hill reboot was canceled as well. Like, I was just like, I was so excited. Man. <laughs> I, why can't video games just come out, man? Yeah, and then you're like, nope. Like, dude, fuck off, Konami. Like, how are you, you going to make Metal Gear survive? Has that game officially come out yet, or is it still like... Yeah, Metal Gear Survive is out. It came out last year. It's awful. Yeah, well, 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 yeah, I know it's bad, but I wasn't sure if it like officially came yeah. out yet. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, no. Almost as bad as Fallout seventy six, but it, I, I'm not even gonna say it's that bad. Seventy six is worse. I'll put that yeah, out there. Yep. Seventy six is definitely not even subjectively, factually worse than that. Yep, yep. Like that. I'm I'm so mad. I put sixty dollars into that shit. <laughs> like, goddamn it. 
it's like you'd think a company that's so established would have their own newer engines to make games off of, but they're sticking with the same old one that they've made for like how long now? Like how many years? And it's like, why can't you just do something new? Especially with a game that had so much hype around it. And then when it came closer to it coming out, it was so shit. And now it's out and it is complete shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, you know, I'll say something. You know, the, you know, I know we're all Dark Souls fans here. So I'm going to say yeah. this much. I don't, I don't like Dark Souls 3 nearly as much as I like Dark Souls 1 or 2. Hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Dark Souls 3 just doesn't have the same charm to me as, like, even Dark Souls 2 has because it's not quite as unique. And I don't like the PvP nearly as much as I like Dark Souls 2's PvP. Yeah, Dark Souls 2 PvP is pretty iconic. It's pretty stable like, as, like, the best one in my opinion. Dark Souls 3, I, I like, it really picked up on the hype for me when the DLCs came out because that kind of, like, felt like it had its own its own character to it rather than taking the character of dark souls one have you both like have you both actually played the both dlcs for that game yeah dude i played the first i played the first dlc like the night it came out with no guide (laughs) and then i played and i mean it's not that hard but it's still kind of an accomplishment for me the second one like i i went through it with a guide like because i didn't want to you know get i wanted to get laps armor the game's been out for like so long so I, I, I guess a spoiler note doesn't really matter here, but like Slave Knight Gale is like, in my opinion, one of the best bosses from Soft yeah. has ever made. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's so badass. Like, dude, no shit. That is my favorite boss. No, like, yeah, like, there, okay. My second favorite boss fight in Dark Souls is probably the Ivory King. Like, oh my God. Hmm. Dude, like I don't know that whole arena, and I love his armor set Wait, for some reason. Like his armor set is like my favorite. Are we talking set. just Dark Souls games or FromSoft overall? Dark Souls games. Ah, uh, huh. Bloodborne, Bloodborne. I don't know. I don't really have a favorite for Bloodborne. I don't really like the boss fights too much. I would give the typical Artorius answer, but okay, he's pretty good. But like, I don't, I don't like. I act, I actually really like Dark Souls three, although I I could be wrong, but didn't. Uh, Miyazaki say Dark Souls 3 wasn't canon or something like that? I think he said... No, it's canon. Oh. It literally ends the series. Okay. No, because someone said something about that, but I could be wrong. Yeah, they're full of shit. Dark Souls 1, okay. Like, I do really like Dark Souls 3, though. Like, I I actually went through the entire game, like, New Game game and New Game Plus without any, any internet so i didn't really summon for anything like i did some npc summons but i went through it alone mm-hmm. and like oh my god dude it makes you appreciate this game so much like i had to fight freaking lothric and lorian with no summons on my own <laughs> that is so fucking hard you have no idea <laughs> so fucking difficult dude. i had to like go like a katana shit <laughs> bro and i had to fight soul ascender on my own no summons new game plus oh, holy gosh. shit that is so fucking difficult Soul of Cinder is definitely more boss. of like a nostalgic factor boss fight rather than yeah. like being like. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna say my favorite games. Like, I, I obviously I'd say Persona Three is really good. Like, I know none of you have probably played that, but and you know, pretty obvious twist. But other than that, I'm probably gonna say Majora's Mask. Hmm. It's a pretty solid answer. Fuck with mm-hmm. that. I was actually speaking to this chick recently, and I was telling her I was playing Sekiro. And she was like, oh my god, isn't that game so hard? I was like, yeah, but whatever, blah, blah, blah. You play it, you get good, it's satisfying. And she was like, oh, I suck at single-player games. I've, I haven't even beat a Zelda game yet. And when she told me that, I legit hesitated to reply. And I was like, 
I was like, are you serious? She was like, yeah, dude, like it's been months and I haven't beat it. And I was like, dog, what are you doing? <laughs> dude, I beat. <laughs> okay, what? What's over? No, I... Like, are you playing Master Quest on accident or? I, I don't know, man. But like she said that and I was like, dude, are you good? Like, like I, I could understand if it was like Legend of Zelda 1 or 2 maybe. <laughs> But like, like, come on, man! I think everybody and their mothers can beat at least fucking Ocarina of Time. Yeah. She didn't specify which one exactly. I didn't ask, but just saying. You should ask. Yeah, I, I, I will later. But just like that okay, in general, okay. I was like, man, bro. Like if, like if she says like something like hard, like I'll, I'll give it to her. But like, come on, man! If it's like fucking Ocarina of Time, like, bro. Nah, man. All right, you know what? Okay, good. Yeah, I guess. All right. So we said He's favorite bosses from the Soul series. What about Bloodborne? Have you guys played that? Ooh, yeah, of course I have. Uh, my favorite, or my favorite boss from that, like, or at least, okay, I don't even know because I, I kind of don't like, like, I like the game. I just can't say I like the game as much as the Dark Souls series, but I almost feel like I went through all the Chalice Dungeons. <laughs> so I almost want to say the Chalice Dungeon bosses are my favorite. Like, I really liked the uh, the Queen of Yarnum fight, but, like, if I had to choose a boss that gave me the most trouble that I have the most memories from, that stupid fucking amygdala from the Cursed Palace. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. Yeah, that, that boss oh is God. a little tricky because the weak spots aren't, like, too noticeable, and then once you find it later on in the fight, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? No, no, I, I already beat the easy one, but, like, the... Okay, so the Cursed Chalice, what's wrong with it is that basically, like, you have like half health, mm -hmm. but like normally the the enemies do like half health, but elemental damage isn't half. So if yeah. you, they get hit with the elemental, you're fucked. And this uh, is so hard. Like I went through with summon so many times, and I finally beat it. And like oh, I was like shaking. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, for for me personally, for the standard version of the game, it definitely has to be Gearman, because like his yeah, like, pretty the, good. the way he comes up. Yeah, like that. The way he yep. comes up, and then that last line of dialogue before it gets into the fight is just so badass to me. Um, and his move set, and like his, his cane slash axe you get after, and and the trick anime, it's just, it's so. Nice. You want to hear something sad? What I, I actually know Gearman so well. Okay, so I used to like farm for like uh, insight <laughs> from that boss. So I put my like I'd put my summoning bell or whatever there. Yeah, and like. <clears throat> I fought German so many fucking times that I know his moveset so easy that he's not like I kind of don't even think about him. Like he's so easy to fucking like parry if you know his moveset, and he's not even that hard to parry even in like his second form. So I even I don't even think about him nowadays. Damn. So I fought him like I fought him at least like twenty times, Shit. if not more. I'll be completely honest. Although I kind of yeah. wish I can go back and play it, but I'd have to rebuy the game. It's a long story. Um, yeah. I've only ever I played through the game three times but but the third time i, a... I didn't even like complete it so i've only fought gearman twice I oh fought gearman, well, no, and I... then the moon essence once but then the third playthrough i didn't even finish and then yeah i fought him as a summon like at least 20 times i fought him like you know like not as a summon like on my own only like once but since i fought him as a summon so many times and i basically soloed him before because you know the fucking host just decides to stand back and be a little bitch uh -huh. but you know mm. All right, so so that's Bloodborne. You you guys haven't played Sekiro yet, right? No, uh, nope. I don't want to know anything about it. I'll just say it's it's controversial because people say this is the hardest game FromSoft has made, and dude, they haven't even played a Kingsfield game. <laughs> I can fuck off. <laughs> but honestly, like I, I will say that in my opinion, it's definitely the best title 
that they've made today. Okay. Definitely. I do really like the Japanese stuff about it. That's why I was so hyped for it because I love Neo. Like yeah. I, I'm a like kind of a huge Japanese history buff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm played like this. Okay, there's this really obscure series that I like that's called uh, uh, Sengoku Basara, and it's like, do you know what Samurai Warriors is mm-hmm. or Dynasty Warriors? Yeah, it's like Dynasty Warriors or, or Samurai Warriors, but like, well, it's basically Samurai Warriors except it has like way better move sets and like better fighting combos and shit. Like, you get to do all this cool fighting stuff with it, mm-hmm. and, and it's basically the same, like the same like mob clash gameplay. Yeah. And um, and it's got the same characters as Samurai Warriors because they're both set in the same time period. The only issue, you know, and it's got different character like designs and shit. The only thing is, is that it's like Japan exclusive, so like oh, all of the wow. shit is in like Moon Rune. So I like literally spent so much time looking through like you know forums trying to figure out what they're saying and what like what the moves are and shit. Oh. But um, nonetheless, uh, it's definitely worth it if you're willing to put in the time to figure all that out. Like and there is one English version. It's called a, uh, it's called Sengoku Basara Samurai Warriors for the PS3. Hmm. It's pretty good, pretty good. Damn, I still have my PS3. I might just buy that shit. Yeah, I I actually had to get my PS3 back because I wanted to play Metal Gear Solid One. You can't get it on the PS Vita. Sadly. Good choice, man. Good choice. Yep. But so, anyways, um, <clears throat> no, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say that honestly, like. Just Sekiro and overall the feel of the game, it's it's honestly so good. Like I, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen gameplay of it at least, right? A little bit, a little bit. Okay, Only so I'll, bit. It, it's it's no spoiler in any way, but there's like a deflect yeah. system in the game, and just no, I knew about that. Is, like, yeah, dude, you're telling me there's parries in a Dark Souls type game, dude? I didn't Whoa. fuck my bet, no. But um, <laughs> uh, just, just overall, like the intensity it brings on the first playthrough, at least, like the first one or two give or take J- uh-huh. just that overall intensity and like how intimate just the fights with like the bosses and shit feel it's like really really fucking good that's cool it's awesome. that's cool i remember i loved learning how to parry in every single like dark souls Dude, type same. game like the only game i wasn't really good at it with was either dark souls 3 or dark souls 2 i don't remember which neo i was actually pretty good at parrying it's not even that hard to parry in neo <laughs> And Dark Souls 1 parrying isn't really hard. Yeah. Dark Souls 2 is a little more difficult. Yeah, it's like like a super smooth one, yeah. Yeah. In Dark Souls 2, like it's not that bad for parrying, but it's really it's really specific. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like it's like you have to hit that just frame for it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anywho, so we should probably figure out something to kind of end this, you know, this interview on. But um, okay, I guess we'll go with something interesting. So, what is your uh, favorite song from "Speeding Bullet to Heaven"? Hmm, I've got a few. I don't have a set one. There's "Adventures," okay. "Fuchsia Butterflies," the title track. Oh, I love that song. Um, yeah. Man in the night. Wait, you're forgetting. You're forgetting Chip Douglas. Am I forgetting it, or did I just not pick it? I think. Oh no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. no. It, that's Are you pick. forgetting it? Because <laughs> <laughs> if I could just get a playlist of just the Return of Chip Douglas and then the Thieves and Butthead skits, I'd I'd die a happy man. If that could be like a little album, <laughs> dude, I feel like we should send that to to, to Anthony Fantano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, 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 I love the meme 
that people were like, Cuddy managed to get a zero and a ten in the same like thing for his albums. I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. Can we just talk about how much I hate uh about how much I hate logic? Doesn't he have a song coming out on Friday or something? Yeah, it was was it was oh, Eminem. God. Dude dude, why people it, it it's just like his like logic's approach and shit he takes, it's just too like preachy in a sense. Yeah. And that's why people take him off as corny. And I agree he is, because yeah. like progressively he's gotten more and more like, corny. Like even one of my good friends would like agree with me if I say yep, it. Yep, he's like Joyner like, fucking like, Lucas. More. No, yeah. I just like to make fun of him. Yeah, okay, so I'll tell you a fun <laughs> little story. So I, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and he's an annoying guy. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you know, I call him my friend, but God, I, he's so fucking annoying. But um, <laughs> we were talking one time, and we were talking about music, right? And he was like, dude, I only listen to, like, real rappers, like Joyner Lucas and Logic and Eminem. Like, I, I, lo- like, I like it when they can do, like, the, like, when they rap, like, about real stuff. And it's like, okay there, buddy. And then he threw on some rap song. I don't even remember what their name was. But it was, like, some guy that was, like, as white as Eminem that he's trying to do the Eminem thing, and they had, like, this dramatic piano beat. And he was talking about how his, like, parents abused him or something, and it was, like, some edgy-ass shit. And it's like, okay there, buddy. You know, I'm like, wow, dude, this is what you listen to? No no wonder you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> the only time I've liked an artist, like, reusing a Cuddy line... Like you know, like like not like logic levels, but the only time I really liked it was like through the late night. Like that is so that was so fucking badass. Did you guys see that they have matching tattoos now? Yeah, that's so dude. That's actually such an iconic picture. That's actually my phone wallpaper, dude. That's honestly so dope. Like like, can you imagine that? Like just have like you remember the one that was supposed to, you know like everybody wins that one, <laughs> like where they were with Takashi in uh, Japan or whatever. Yeah, him and Kanye. <laughs> Love that shit. Mojo's so dope. Is there anybody else I should make fun of before we kind of get out of this? Game. Let's one more. Could do it. Okay, let me let me uh, prepare for this one. I got to think about this. Is there mm-hmm. anybody that should I really make fun of? And I'm not like you know like <laughs> Russ takes L's, but like you know like something that actually kind of. Mm, I kind of want to make fun of X a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Shall we? Hey, he's dead. Okay, I don't care. He's not dead. He's dead. He's not gonna start. You know, start shit with me. Okay. Yeah. So I'll tell. Okay. So I'll tell you something. I actually do kind of like some X music. Like I actually have all his music shit on my, you know, iTunes and stuff. But like, oh my god, like kind of re-listening to him. It's like so, so, so melodramatic, dude. Like it's like okay, like I get it. Like you know, like like he's a really traumatic person and everything. And like you know, I can handle his music. I'm not gonna lie. But like. His fans are so awful. Like, like, have you ever checked their subreddit, bro? Like, oh my god, they'll just post pictures. Yeah, he's like, look at this cute angel, you know, like really rare pick of X. We love you, Jaw. Dude, yeah, dude, I felt Jaw's energy, dude. When I was jerking off last night, I feel like I felt like Jaw reached over my shoulder and stroked me hard and made me nut. Jaw was in the corner. He patted you on the back. He was like, "Good job." Yeah. Jaw, take the wheel. <laughs> but no, seriously, I feel like there's kind of a there's really strange about like fans of his because they're always like these kind of I, I don't want to say normal kids, but it's kind of like these kind of outcast type kids, and they always kind of paint them in this really positive light. Like I get it sometimes, but it, it's almost like kind of shitty. I think 
I feel like he's not like, I guess this is my own opinion, but I feel like he's not cool enough to idolize in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like to collect all these pictures of him and shit. I just feel like he's not quite to the level of artistry and like personality that I can quite do that myself. You know, like not quite, he's not cool enough to set his my own profile picture, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, you ever, no, go ahead. Also, his merch is not really that cool. Yeah, like I kind of like the bad, the bad hoodie was kind of cool. What? I said the stuff Kanye did for him, like the yeah. the one minute. I've got the one minute long sleeve up Jeez, there. Actually. Man, I wanted one of them. How many were there? there? There was like three, right, or some shit. Yeah, there was a a long sleeve, a shirt, and then a sweatshirt. Man. Yeah, I actually bought my long sleeve like around one hundred and sixty dollars. I bought a resale on it because I didn't buy it when it first oh, came man. out. Um, I I kind of wish I bought one of the kids see ghosts can't flog now things because I I bought the fucking the original like cactus plant yeah. flea market one. I bought that sweatshirt, the one from like uh, SNL, yeah. that Cuddy wore. So, yeah. Anyways, is there anything you'd like to close with? I don't want to like rush us ahead or anything, but I do feel like we should probably start closing up. Wait, you asked me? Yeah, I'm asking uh, you. Not really. I mean, shit. You want to wrap it up? Would Would you Would you like to plug anything? Uh, like, what's your Instagram and Twitter so people can follow you? Uh, it's my name without vowels. Pretty much, it's just Nicholas Khan. It's N C H L S K H N Instagram. Oh, that's yeah. what that is. Yeah, and it, oh, yeah, I, I don't use Snapchat, but I I remade one recently. It's my name, Nicholas, but the A is a nine, so that's Snapchat as well. So boom. Nice. Although I don't know how I, I don't think you should give out your Snapchat, oh. but that's okay. All right. No. Yeah. Okay. So what's the what's this? Okay, what's the sixteen digits on the front of your card, the expiration date, and the three numbers I mean, on the back? I mean, back? I'll give you one better. I could just go and get my social. Yeah, yeah, that that is that's acceptable. Yeah, I think the audience wants to know. <laughs> I don't actually. I don't think if our. I don't think Aryan would post it with that in there. He'd probably like cut this entire <laughs> section out if we actually put our number and or addresses. Okay, well, um, thank you for being our very first interview, Thanks, guest. Man. It was an honor. It was chill. Yeah. Yes. And um, hopefully we'll post this at some point. But yeah, so I think that was a pretty good episode. Shit. So let me just... <clears throat> Hold on, I'm trying to get this stupid fucking bot. <laughs>